This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In the spirit of reconciliation, the Theatre Thoughts podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all traditional custodians of the land on which our episodes are recorded. Thank you so much to our newest Patreon member, Nikalia, for being a super fan on the Theatre Thoughts podcast. To be like Nikalia, join up on our Patreon now to get all the exclusive benefits. I like read the script and I read the flea bag scene and I thought our characters were dating and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then you and Tiffany said, oh, we're not going to make them date anymore. And I was like, oh, okay. And then that scene was still in there and I was like, oh, why are they still dating? <laughs> Actually, they they did used to date in one of the earlier drafts. Uh, oh. Okay. Plot twist. Uh, Joey ends up with Gloria. Yeah. yeah. That, that, oh. is that is canon. Welcome back to a new episode of the Theatre Thoughts Podcast, hosted by myself, Justin Clark, and featuring an array of Australia's best and brightest in the theatre industry and beyond. You can get full access to the podcast by signing up to our monthly email and joining the Theatre Thoughts Patreon community for as little as $3 a month. All the details can be found by heading over to our Instagram account at theatrethoughtsaus or our official podcast Instagram at ttpod underscore official. Let us know what you think of this episode by giving us a rating wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome everyone to our uh, next episode of Theatre Thoughts Podcast. We're back in Iraqi Arts Bar to do our next Q&A with Slanted Theatre Productions. We're talking to the team at Short Blanket tonight. So I'm going to introduce our team one by one. I'm going to start with the man on my left who is the writer of Short Blanket. He's an emerging Filipino, Chinese-Australian writer and director who graduated from NIDA's MFA Writing for Performance. He was a finalist for Actors 2021 Sony Pitch Competition and the Inner West Film Festival Pitch Competition. And he's making his Sydney debut with Short Blanket as part of Meraki Arts Bar's 2023 season. It's Matt Bostock! Welcome! <laughs> so embarrassing. Yeah, <laughs> Who, me? Um, next, we have a Filipino-Australian actor living on Gadigal land. Her training has included 
a variety of theatre, uh, courses at the Lee Strasberg Theatre and Film Institute, the New York Film Academy, the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art, and is herself a graduate of the Academy of Film, Theatre and Television. It's Dominic Perdue! <laughs> So qualified. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> How big's your ex <laughs> <laughs> Pay it by first of June. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> uh, our third guest is a Japanese English actor based in Sydney who graduated from NIDA in 2021 and has since immersed herself in working across commercial and short films. Her theatre credits include Beth and Soul, both part of NIDA's Festival of Emerging Artists. It's a Siri, uh, sorry, Sayuri, Naraway. I chucked an extra S in there, sorry. <laughs> and then last but not least, we have an actor, originally hailing, <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't know, yeah. <laughs> um, originally hailing from Yamaji country in Western Australia. He graduated from Whopper's Bachelor of Arts, the acting course in 2020, and has since performed in numerous productions. Most recently performed with the Poetry in Action's 2022 Australian and New Zealand educational tours, and he's making his slanted theatre debut. It's Joseph Tanti. <laughs> that is bad, that is awful. <laughs> So awkward when you talk about yourself, wow. isn't it? I was like, when it gets to me, I won't be awkward, but it got to me. Yeah, I yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like if someone did it to me, I'd be terrible at it. So <laughs> you never know. Well, thank you so much, guys, for uh, for jumping on and having a chat um, yeah. tonight. Oh, thank no you. problem. How yeah. did the show go? That's the first question I should ask. Matt? Oh, Ooh, you wrote me. it. You yeah. wrote it. Yeah, I feel like I'm just going to get the, the whole Matt, you wrote it. Well, well, Matt, yep. you wrote it. Yep. By the yep. way, do you prefer if I do this or one hand, or is it just up to me? I mean, it's totally up to you. Whatever you want to do. No, you can like go double handed. I'm going to do this for now. Um, no, so I think it went pretty well, right? How did we feel? Because I think pretty it's been. Well. Did it? <laughs> How did it go? How did we enjoy it? That's right. I put you on the spot. How does it feel? <laughs> no, um, no. It, it's it's been going really great. Um, we've had some really great reviews and feedback from audiences and reviewers. And my dad didn't hate it, so I guess that's a win. That's always a big win. <laughs> that is Thanks, a win. Dad. Um, he's a liberal, so it's a hard one to win. Over. <laughs> um, but no, I think especially because. Um, the timeline to put this on, we've had to really just like come together really quickly, and and to, and it's been getting better with every single performance, and that just kind of speaks to the talent of the cast and crew that we've had to put on this weird little backwards play. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. How how do we feel being on there? You look yes, great, great. Um, <laughs> that's what you want to hear. You know, I well, I keep saying that my voice is bad, but everyone keeps. It's so complimenting soothing. my voice. No, that's such a um, strong voice. That's one yeah. of the things I thought when I watched it the couple of Fridays ago. I was like, such a strong voice. Well, mm. yeah, I did lose it right oh, before you? preview, so it, that, it still hasn't come back fully. Oh. But you know, just everyone. wait; it'll get stronger. There you go. <laughs> oh. Actually, that was about the entire. It was one of the things I thought when I watched it. I was just like, as soon as you all speak, I was like. Shit, this is like strong. This is like kind of bursting beyond <laughs> like those strong little four strong, strong, I was like, strong voice, strong voice. Obviously trained, obviously trained. <laughs> Very good. Um, sorry, yes, but carry on. What, about the um, what else was I saying? Uh, I, yeah, um, I've what Matt said, every show has been, is different and getting better and we're able to be more comfortable with each other and do some different things each night to keep things, you know, fresh. Um, but yeah, it really, it helps my character because I don't have that much opportunity to 
improv uh, <laughs> because she's serious, guys. She's very serious. Um, but uh, yeah, but no, and and, it, and it's also been interesting because I've I've been telling anyone who comes up to me. But it is is an interesting kind of phenomenon um, with the show um, where some nights and it's purely based and that's the magic of theater because um, I'm more of a film boy and I wrote yeah. this thing to me really trying to embrace theatricality. Um, and part of that, when, when Gloria says stuff about um, theater is all about energy and it's about, it's literally managing energy, how energy circulates between everyone because that's, that's the magic of it. It's bodies. It's everyone in communion together experiencing a thing. And based off of that, when people watch the show, depending on the group of bodies we have in there, some days it's like a raucous comedy where everyone's just laughing all the time at any of the, like the horrible things that goes on whereas but other days it's like a serious drama right. where they're going oh yeah there's no because they're cl- i guess they're closer to it mm. there's not enough distance for them to laugh at it so then it becomes this thing where they get to see themselves and i think it's we're at such a privileged kind of position where it's no longer what we do when when a work then truly becomes a mirror of its audience and i think that's been such a kind of it's been such a gratifying kind of like fulfilling thing to kind of see that as because i'm a little sociopath and i'm like oh how is this going today how are people <laughs> reacting today but i uh, know i think just as a further conversation on how works are interpreted and how that changes the work in real time it's such a cool little thing sorry to geek out no, that's why you're the writer, man. Oh, God. <laughs> Good time to geek out. Yeah. <laughs> well, before I go through with any questions, I think it's most important that I open it up to the room, because there's uh, so many of you here, which is amazing. Thank you. If anyone has a question they would like to ask, please we can do it like teacher style and pop yeah. your hand up, and I'll come over with my little roaming mic. That's if anyone's right. got a question. And we'll now only take hands. it personally. Don't be shy. <laughs> oh, we got one right next to me. Oh. I have a question. There you go. Are you going to Hey guys, great great job on the place tonight. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you. I was just wondering because of the satirical sense of the whole play, uh, this is mainly towards the actors, I suppose. Um, but I know as an actor, <laughs> <laughs> you get the you get the sense of, of of falling into a character that it that the the real world disappears in a way. During this show, did you get that same feeling, or because of the satire, because of the the meta ness of it? Were you really in the room with the audience? I think, I think, yeah. You spend so long with it, or a, you know, you spend a, a a lot of time intensely on it that you are bound to kind of find the kernels of truth and empathy that you relate to within a character. So, like, I know that for me, like, he's a very like funny dude, but we were never making him funny in rehearsals. The things that he says are funny because he says them so earnestly. And I think we really drilled into that uh, throughout the process of just like making it very honest. So that then when we did get in front of an audience and they laughed at him, like there is a flinch reaction of like, oh, hey, hey, whoa, that's, <laughs> hey, come on, I'm, putting my, I'm being vulnerable, I'm putting myself out here. But that is the sign for me that it's in the right spot, I think. So yeah, I think I, 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 I fall into stuff like that and, um, you know, I, I kind of, I feel like I can get on the soapbox and, you know, really rally behind a character a lot of the time, but you're biased because it's your character. 
So yeah, but that's just me. Yeah, it's really fun to make fun of actors. <laughs> <laughs> like we're very easy to make fun of, and thick skinned, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think Joseph and I had a really good time taking the piss out of what we do, and um, and but like also yeah, finding that truth in it, and the because th those conversations obviously do happen in rehearsals, and it was really weird, like while we were rehearsing the show, like so much of the same jargon was being used with Tiffany, our director, <laughs> and the lines between the scene and like yeah. our actual rehearsals got very blurred. Yeah, also interesting that our characters were named after us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's another layer of like us yeah. falling into it, isn't it? Yeah. I guess. Well, I, I, felt, I felt pretty like, okay, like separating myself from Dominique. <laughs> um, <laughs> Does that answer yeah, your question? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Awesome. Well, um, I think one of the things I wanted to ask um, in order to kind of give context was, um, Matt, where did the idea come from? So I guess like with any sort of work, especially one that is as intricate and versatile as this one, where so many people can attach different things to it, yeah. where did that come from, that little noggin? Noggin of mine. I picked this pair of glasses and it oh, came right. to me. No, um... Yeah, <laughs> that's on record. Uh, <laughs> and that's that. That joke falling flat will yeah. outlive me. It did very good. Thank you, Spotify. <laughs> no, um, but what it, I, I thought it, I had done a play with Slanted Theater. Like, I did a scene for a thing called Chain Play. And um, now it's, that's, the concept of that is just um, a pass the parcel kind of approach to storytelling. And I had done a scene there. I wrapped it all up. And it was touching on similar themes, used similar kind of devices. But I was like, I kind of want to do the big brother to that, where you actually explore the ties between capital and art making and and what happens when um, you have things of that have stakes to it. Because as a person of color um, navigating this industry, um, I've talked to other writers, other creatives. We've all shared similar kind of discussions about it. And I went to a Writers Guild event and a writer was there and she was talking about, again, how um, she had done all the work. She had met all of these people, all of these producers. She had staffed on these shows. And they would go, hey, we love your stuff. We love you. Let's... um." Come on, come on back. Let's pitch a show. Let's make something. And she would pitch all of her ideas. And they would be like, next idea. Thank you. And that just kept happening. And she then was like, is it me or is it them? So she went to the UK. And obviously, it's a different structure. They have di There's different capital there. Yeah. And, but she went over there. And she did the same things, same meetings, same pitches. But they went. Oh, that's wonderful. What do you mean that's never happened in Australia before and they haven't done that? And she started to realize that, oh, maybe Australia as a market just isn't ready for me. But then what does that mean for me as a storyteller when telling Australian stories like, is in my blood? So she was like, I guess I'll just go back and make money in the meantime. And I think that sums up so much about our, our frustrations about the thing because we all want great stories we all want we all benefit it's just when you're stuck in the cycle of it it's so hard to break and so that's when I came up with that idea of I want to just take a thing that shows what we currently kind of get or what any kind of producer says they want 
And then with every scene, take a step back, peel it back like an onion and show the developments, but then end it on what really inspired it so that we as an audience deconstruct what we get, but also everything we gain, but also everything we lose. And to me, that's that's the essential kind of journey of this play. It's it's not necessarily about race. It is about power. It's about these structures. And to me, a status quo will not allow someone to tell the truth about it in a way that threatens it. But at the same time, they will placate <laughs> because the people want it. So they'll, and it's that big tug of war compromise that we all have to go through. Um, yeah. That's my soapbox thing wow. done. Wow, <laughs> cool. I feel like massive round of applause for that one. Oh, That's wow. so good. <laughs> Amazing. Thank Redemption. you. Redemption. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, uh, I, and it's, it comes through, I think, in the writing as well. Yeah. And I think for me, when I was watching it, obviously, with, as you're just a white man, um, I would approach in a very different way, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? And yeah. then a lot of, um, like Joseph, your characters as well, yeah. um, and your character, I should say, um, a lot of things you were going through in your character, there was like single lines that like obviously resonated with me for who I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I loved seeing this perspective. Once I realised, spoilers, that it was told in reverse, I was just like, ah, right. Yeah. It's like watered, this watered-down version yeah. of what somebody's art yeah. wants to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was such like an epiphany moment for me. I oh think. yeah, yeah. Yeah. When, when did when did it happen for you? When did you? It realize was it? when. Yeah. Your two characters um, came on stage and you were really friendly with each other after you just had a fight. Yeah. And I was like, "Hang on a sec, why are they friends? This doesn't make any sense." <laughs> and then and then I was like, "Oh my god, it's in reverse!" Yeah. 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 And then yeah. from there, I just had like a different lens, like as it scaled towards the ending of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How, how did you two? How did you all feel when you first read it? Because it was—it's a very confusing. <laughs> like, what did you pick? When did you pick up on the reverse stuff when you first? About a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't. It took me an embarrassingly long time to realize. <laughs> I like read the script and I read the flea bag scene and I thought our characters were dating and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then you and Tiffany said, oh, we're not gonna make them date anymore. And I was like, oh, okay. And then that scene was still in there and I was like, oh, why are they still dating? <laughs> Actually, they they did used to date in one of the earlier drafts. Uh, oh. Okay. Plot twist. Uh, Joey ends up with Gloria. Yeah. yeah. That, that, oh. is that is canon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember reading the audition scenes and being quite confused because <laughs> there were there were straight scenes that were just me and Dom and then there were scenes that were from the play in a play. Yeah. And I remember being like, what the fuck is this shit writing? <laughs> um, sorry. Joseph! Language! But, <laughs> but then, <laughs> then it dawning and be like, oh, this is actually great writing. <laughs> Redemption, man. Redemption! <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. How did you feel, I guess, Mm. with your character? Because it is like some of the scenes in there are quite confronting. And I guess one of the questions I I could ask is, um, how did you approach that as an an actor? Mm. Um, Yeah, so... There's, there's some really straight scenes that are just Joey being an actor and talking and then there's play-in-the-play the play scenes that are this version of the play that could exist or is being presented or pitched um, that present these, yeah, really intense situations all around race and power, like Matt was talking about, dominance. Um, I think uh, that, that stuff is... It, it can be tricky because it's very real mm. and it's um, it's all inspired by real shit that happens in the real world and that people uh, have to put up with every day. So for me, as, as tricky as it is, it is 100% worth doing it because I don't want to water it down. Mm. That is the experience that a lot of people have and that is, it's an experience that should be shown and, and, and so that people can feel heard and feel seen and feel validated. So yeah, it can be tricky, but I, I was only ever like happy to do it if everyone else in the room was happy for it to be there. And if and if it didn't make sense in the storytelling, it wouldn't be there. But I think all of those moments, especially like that last scene, which is the moment that inspires Lainey to write the play, her being racially abused on a train, mm. which the character I'm playing is the perpetrator of, like it it is the payoff of the play. And if it wasn't, if it didn't make sense, if it didn't work, if it wasn't worth it, I I would hate that it was there. Mm. But there is the, yeah, the two-sided nature of it that it's awful. It's definitely not my favourite thing to do. Um, But uh, it's important that it's there and and necessary that it's there so that we see how far we've gone from it. We we see, we go back to the flea bag scene and it's like, that started from that. And like, that's all these money people come out of the walls Mm. whenever there's the potential for something to to make a bit of cash and they they taint it and they ruin it so yeah for me as long as it's connected to the integral part of a story and an arc and a character and then in the room itself that everyone's feeling safe and i'm not going to do it until we're doing it and stuff like that and i guess on the flip side of that dom how did you approach it from your perspective because you have this gorgeous monologue at the end and then obviously a lot of confronting scenes as well so i guess how was that approaching it um, for yourself. Is it really bad that I really like the flea bags? (laughs) 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 I really enjoy (laughs) (laughs) them. Yeah, I mean, like, Joseph kind of said it all, that, like, that monologue at the end somehow morphs into 
the flea bag scene, which and and to kind of see how all of these factors affect that, um, which is why I think the te- the storytelling in reverse is so effective. Is mm-hmm. that like you see the flea bag scene first, and then you see this really sincere and authentic and poetic monologue at the end. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. I yeah. It's it's been it's been really interesting. I mean, apparently, like. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> the worst one was definitely that maid scene. That was our yeah, our, and I think, yeah, our least like, favorite. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, we haven't even like talked about like the the scenes in between that and and just kind of figuring out the yeah the best way to do that and yeah. um, mm-hmm. even like yeah. doing the accent and stuff. I felt yeah. a little bit uncomfortable, right. but. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like Joseph said, like it's all there to serve a purpose and and to to show this trajectory of how this um this incident has been so morphed and and um affected by outside forces that shouldn't affect it. Yeah. Um and yeah. So I yeah, like Joseph said, I was happy to do it and um happy to um yeah. Yeah, I guess <laughs> be the Filipino <laughs> actor. <laughs> I guess your payoff is that monologue at the end. Yeah, well. yeah, definitely. So yeah, like, uh, quite yeah, a good, um, quite a good scene. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, that monologue is great. Yeah, I didn't understand it at first. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I read it. It's and all I was a like, process. It's fun. What this is whole this play. scene? Like, <laughs> 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 Amazing. Um, but yeah, like I said a week ago, I figured it out, and um, I really clicked <laughs> into place. Where and it all yeah. just yeah. like. Yeah. Really yeah. yeah, we had started doing shows at that point, but <laughs> yeah. whatever. whatever. Um, well, um, I'll throw it back out to the audience and see if you guys have any other questions you want to ask before I ask my big one, um, oh. and then we'll do our one-minute oh, no. theatre thoughts to wrap up. So does anyone have any other questions you want to throw to our amazing guests here about anything? <gasps> we gonna... oh, oh. Oh. Sorry, I'm... you've already had one. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, my name's Daniel. Oh, thanks for the play. That was awesome. Uh, I just had a question around, like, female Filipino anger. Like, I come from a long line uh, of, like, titas and ninangs who are, like, nurses and they're in the service industry. And that industry has a very, almost like the theatre, a very superficial face to it. And sometimes that anger shows out domestically and you know, like, the strong sort of uh, Filipino voice that is. I was just wondering what your experience of that anger is like. Um, and I've seen like a, a lot more of that come out in Australia um, and it's good to hear that voice. Like uh, I think of, there's a hardcore band called Gang Called Speed. They're all Asian Australians. There's a poet in uh, Blacktown, Eunice Adranda, and she does a lot of great poetry around the same sort of theme and this expression of anger. I was just wondering what your experiences are of that and in the play as well. Uh, it's a big question. I'm sorry. It's a big <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you. Look, um, <laughs> no, I feel like I have to probably be a bit honest about this. I'm half Australian and I am white passing, and I haven't really. I've, I've, and a part of like when I got cast in this, I, I was a little bit like. Am I the right person to be telling this? Because I have not experienced racial prejudice and discrimination against 
I've had, I have, mo like, my, my titas have, um, my mom says she hasn't, but I feel like she has, and she just kind of fights back a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it, I mean, I, I see it happen, and it's so, and, yeah, it's, it's just weird like it's just a weird thing that happens and i don't i don't actually know if philippine like i i don't know if there is like necessary i don't know if anger is the right word to describe it because i think particularly in filipino culture like you're so like you're so you know the the, the culture in the philippines is that you take everything and you're just you know that's why that there's so many filipino nurses and there's you know pe filipinos who are doing the jobs that a lot of white people don't want to do and so I don't know if anger is the right word. I mean, it's 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 like what my character says. Like this is just another part of her day. It's I don't know that there's necessarily like an emotional arc. I think that a lot of the times they are just like, well, this is kind of how it is. Um, so it's nice to have a play where, you know, there is a bit of bite back and there is a bit of fight back. And because there, there, I'm sure there is anger, but it's just so pushed down because it's such a culture thing that like. When Filipinos come here, like they have, like they they just have to deal with it. It's just an accepted part of living in a white-dominated space. And um, yeah, but I get angry. I get angry on behalf of my <laughs> kababayans, and um, and it's it's been a real privilege to be able to to tell that story and to 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 give them a voice i guess thank you so yeah. much and thanks for the question thank That's you for great. the question yeah thank you well um i have a uh, kind of my big question i'm starting to ask in all my um episodes and i guess it ties very neatly into the show as well i'd like to know your opinions of how you think the theater industry has changed in recent years and your reaction to that in the works that you do works you create and so on i definitely think i have noticed change for sure happening um to be to be completely honest, I've only, as of maybe like the past two years, started going to more like indie theater and smaller theater companies. Like when I was growing up, I mean, actually no, like not even when I was in high school, I like only knew of like STC and Belvoir, and that was about it. So and they put on, as we all know, like very specific kind of shows. But even there, they have started to branch out. Like when I saw White Pearl. That was beautiful to me because not just in theatre but in cinema and everything, I've grown up not seeing, not feeling seen at all. Mm. Um, so seeing shows like that, like new works come out that aren't just, you know, a view from the bridge. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> um, that I think they're really important. And so being part of something like this has been so special because I every day I, I get to show up and be part of people who have a like-minded and have similar experiences and you included oh, don't worry thanks, <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah just even from the sm smaller shows that i've been seeing um i don't know we have to get a comment from indie mainstay but uh um, <laughs> um i have seen you know more effort to make things cater to more people yeah um and I think we are on the right journey. Mm. Um, yeah, it's but definitely it's, getting there, like yeah. developing anyway. Still a long way to go. Oh, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, I guess to echo that, I think um, the 
the changes that were maybe five, ten years ago very surface, where it's like, look, we're doing the seagull, but the you know one of the second leads is BIPOC or whatever. Are you happy now? The stuff that sort of started as surface is changing into actually being a bit more integrated within a, a I don't know, a system and a and a and an artistic kind of journey to use a very wanky word, but. Um, you know, and I, it's a slow change because I guess like it comes from people seeing themselves on stage, being able to see I'm from this minority group and I see a person on stage that is from the same minority group as me. And then in however many years time I can, I can in whatever my industry is, I can, mm. I can enter and, and be myself and not have to change for that. So I guess that it's slow and... You know, mm. it's changing and it's better, but there's so, there's a long way to go. I also yeah. think that the audience is more there for it. Mm. Like, I think that particularly in independent theater, I think because it's so many young, uh, young indie voices um, <laughs> who are like there, there's that there is more of a hunger and desire and demand to see more authentic stories mm. rather than just kind of peppering Asians throughout <laughs> throughout main stage productions. Our assistant um, director was Asian, so <laughs> we can do whatever we want, kind of vibe. I, I will like mirror that. I, I, a lot of the people I've spoken to on the podcast did that exact thing, is yeah. that they're hungry and also not to... Um, was the word they said they said something like not to take the audiences for granted and what we want for yeah granted, you know don't assume that we want the same yeah old school, right? and it's not even just like young people like it's i um like it's the old white people who are like the subscribers Ooh. to the theaters i i work at belva box office and like the um <laughs> respect, um, and, um, there's like and there's been so many times where like there have been like kind of newer scripts that are you know not pre-established works that are about um, queer themes and Asian themes and re like really new and a lot of times like these old white patrons will come up to the box office and be like I really enjoyed that that was really good <laughs> and like, like yeah they're really they're loving it they want it they, they they're, they're, they're just as hungry as we are um, I so that. I think that definitely also yeah. plays a part um, yeah. yeah that's so good yeah did you want to add anything, writer? Yeah, writer. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think for me, I'm also a little newbie. And by the way, it's been very interesting because um, people have come up to me and have been like, oh, this person, they must have been based off of this person. And mm. and everyone's like su submits a different name to it. And I have to clarify that I know no one. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know no one. I did this because it's like a little game. If you know... If you know how the system works, and not saying I do fully, but you can game it out because at the end of the day, again, all people want to do, especially in the play, there's no, to me, there's no bad person in the play. Mm. They are all just trying to tell the story in what they think is the right way. Right. Right. And that's what's driving these people. They're not here necessarily unless they're the board and they don't have a vested interest like that to make money. They're here because they care. But I also do think that, and we see this in the play, that yes, things are changing. Yes, it's getting better in the sense of more of us are getting employed. There's a little bit more visibility. And they'll put on an Asian play. Great. But at the same time, I would just like to always implore. And I think if there was any moral to the play, it is this, is that we as an audience deserve better. Mm. 
and we know it. We know when it's performative, even if they say that it is an Asian writer and a fully Asian cast. When Gloria says, how can it feel white when it's a fully diverse cast and crew? Because it is not about the people they slap on only. It is about how they approach the product, the story, how they view us, and what they think we want. Because they don't, producers in some senses who are driven by that, they're just going off of what they think people want. Are they going off of the story? I'm not sure. And that's what I think still needs to happen for us to keep demanding more from what we see. And it is there. There's so many talented people uh, in this room, to my left, to my right, out there who have stories to tell. And we just got to keep demanding that the structures reform itself so that at the end of the day, you can like Asian Fleabag. And you can also like <laughs> that because at the end of the day, all stories have some form of validity. Mm. It's just the fact that some stories are being put out as the only story. Mm. And that's all we get. And it's presented as something else. Where we, the people, deserve more. Okay. Lovely. <laughs> Woo! Amazing. <laughs> wah, wah. Drop that mark. Drop that mark. <laughs> I, I don't want to damage it. <laughs> well, let's wrap up with our one-minute theatre thoughts segment. Now, I forgot to show you the questions, so this really is going to be off the top of your head. Um, so, essentially, what I do is I, I start a timer for a minute um, and we'll go one at a time. So, like, I'll ask the question we'll go one, one, one. Um, and it's basically the first thing that comes off the top of your head. Yeah. Okay, they're all, like, theatre-related questions. Woo. Okay, here we go. What's been your favourite production you've seen recently? Am I yes. first? Yes. Oh, fuck. Ah. <laughs> I think the la the first thing that comes to the top of my mind was Burning by Amy Soul in the um, uh, NIDA's Emerging Festival, uh, Festival Emerging Artists. It was incredibly, like, it was just an incredible show. I really liked Jungle in the Sea at Belvoir. Oh. Represent. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Brand loyalty. <laughs> I'm actually drawing a blank. <laughs> uh, I'm pushing it with recent, but Coil by Regroup. Oh um, yeah, it's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Never seen they they Opera do House. super genre breaking stuff, yeah. form breaking stuff. I've never seen anything like it. It's okay. Awesome. Oh my god, oh, wait, I have an answer. Yep. Um, oh, but I forgot what it's called. It's that there's a hand puppet. It was at um okay. at at Old Fitz. Hand of God. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Very good. Got there. Um, what's your go-to karaoke song? Pink Moon by Nick Drake. Oh, mm. yeah, we get sad. <laughs> it's all coming back to me now by Celine Dion. Yes. I don't know why, but recently I've been really into duetting. If someone wants to do it with me, shallow. Oh, very good. <laughs> uh, don't stop me now by Queen Classic. is a c cloud Classic. pleaser. Absolutely. Well, last question: Which production would you most want to see come to Australia? Just so you know, the last one, someone said Lion King, so you can't say Lion King. I was there for that. Shit! It's been to Australia. It's been to Australia. Oh. Yeah, I saw, I saw it. it. I saw it. It's been many it's times. Loved it. Really Should good. Someone break the news. <laughs> Slave play. Oh, uh, yeah. Interesting. Ah. Uh, there's actually a Filipino musical in New York going on. I saw it in 2014. It's called Here Lies Love, and it's about 
the wife of the dictator of the Philippines. Oh, but it's like done in like a disco. It was insane when I saw it. Wow. It was really sick. And they're they're remounting it on Broadway. Amazing. And that I would they should come here. Okay. Maybe I can play Imelda. <laughs> I, I saw the National Theatre Live of Life of Pi. Oh, yeah. I yeah. cried like six times. I cried before it started. It's yeah. just so, so, it's a beautiful story and beautifully, beautifully portrayed. I'd yeah. love to see it live. Um, this is, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I have booked tickets to go watch um, a recording version of Fleabag. Um, yes. And... I mean, obviously, I would have loved to see yes. it in person, yes. but I get these two, so yeah. that's the next oh, best thing. <laughs> yes, I love Fleabag, big fan. Excellent. Well, thank you so much uh, for all those amazing questions. Um, we'll wrap it up there, because obviously, uh, thank you so much, audience, for staying behind um, for all our um, questions. Thank you so much for your questions as well. Please, massive round of applause for these amazing artists. <laughs> thank you so much for coming. Thank you. A massive thank you to the team at Slanted Theatre Productions for joining us for our live episode of the Theatre Thoughts podcast. We'll be back at Meraki Arts Bar on Tuesday the 11th of July to talk with the team at Queen Hades Productions and their performance of Tough Titties. Follow the link in our episode's description to book your tickets. This episode was produced by Echidna Audio. Follow them on Instagram at Echidna Audio for all their audio services. Once again, if you enjoyed our podcast, leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts and head to the link in this episode's description for our Instagram account, TikTok, YouTube and Patreon. My name's Justin Clark and I'll see you next time here on the Theatre Thoughts Podcast. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.